Hey, everybody, welcome to episode number 44 of the Debt Free Dad podcast. Today, we have an amazing special guest joining us, Lindsay Bolas. And Lindsay joined my membership site, Roots Personal Finance, back in July of 2019. And it's crazy to think about this because it seems like it was just yesterday. And in just one year, check this out, has paid off over $35,000 on a single income. And today, she's going to share how she was able to make this happen in such a short period of time. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Debt-Free Dad Podcast, where we're helping normal, everyday people learn how to save money and kick debt so they can live a happier and stress-free life. Now, here's your host, Debt-Free Dad, Brad Nelson. Hey, hey, hey. How's everyone doing today? Welcome to today's podcast episode. You can find me on Facebook, Pinterest, YouTube, and Instagram. Just search Brad Nelson debt-free dad. And we are so excited to have you a part of our show. And I'm even more thrilled to welcome Lindsay to the show. Lindsay lives in North Carolina. She is a training manager for a tire company, and she has been working there for about 10 years. And for fun, she takes care of her three dogs, Lily, Murphy, and Tucker. And Lindsay did warn me, if you hear the dogs in the background, that's them, right? She loves to volunteer, and she is on the board for Queen City Honor Flight, where they fly veterans to D.C. for the day to see the monuments and the museums. And those are really cool. They're doing those all over the country. It's pretty awesome that Lindsay a part, Lindsay's a part of that. She is also the auxiliary president of the VFW and Indian Trail, and she loves to shoot pigeons at the range. And check this out, guys. We always talk about, you know, Getting on the road to financial freedom, being able to live the life that you want, do more of the things that you love. She has a goal of being able to do that every weekend once she reaches financial freedom, which is really, really cool. Lindsay, welcome to the show. So glad that you are here with us today. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So as I mentioned, when we were kind of getting ready to do the interview, I was, I was really excited because we, you know, for those of you who are listening, we talk about, you know, we do our weekly live meetups and Lindsay is a regular participant of those live meetups. And about a month ago, it's about a month ago, I think, uh, Lindsay was reporting her numbers. I was like, we got to get you on the podcast. And I was so excited that she agreed to come on because uh, again, Lindsay's story is going to be proof that you know, the basic stuff that we're sharing here, the stuff that we're doing inside Roots. I mean, if you want to change your personal finances and your financial life, it's, it's all right there for you. You just got to get started. And uh, it's so awesome that Lindsay, Lindsay's going to be here. So Lindsay, first question I have for you is kind of going back, you know, beyond Roots and and even before you became an adult. And we, we ask this question a lot here on the show too, especially of our guests. But how, how did you get raised to kind of think and, and about money or use money and even debt? Like, and, and how do you feel that that's, you know, related to maybe your success or maybe some of the challenges that you faced as you became an adult and you started working with money and managing this personal finance stuff? Well, I think this is a fantastic question to probably ask your people that do come on the podcast because uh, growing up, my parents divorced when I was pretty young. And um, I was kind of taught at an early age that, you know, my mom did, she had a notebook, she wrote down figures, she had, you know, groceries, she had all of her buckets that she would normally put things in. Um, when she would do that, I never really saw the background. I never was really taught, okay, you have this set amount that comes in as a paycheck, and then you need to use this and kind of put your money to work for you versus, you know, letting your money work, you know, on you, essentially. So, um, I think that was very different growing up. I didn't have the budgeting basic skills that, you know, should have been taught or at least, you know, gone through. Now, I stayed at home until I was 27. So I've made some stupid decisions as a young teenager. 
um, you know, buying expensive cars, uh, you know, because I didn't have rent at that point. So I didn't have a clue what it was like to be an adult um, until I was out in my first apartment. And then it was like, whoa, okay, you got to pay for this and you got to pay for that. So yeah. the things I would say. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, I'm, I'm with you on the car thing, by the way. Uh, when I was 19, maybe even 18, I think 19, uh, I signed up for like almost a $400 truck payment. <laughs> so, and I was the same way. I was still living at home, didn't have any rent, you know, didn't, and I, I signed up for this payment for, for another five years. And looking back, it's just the silly decisions we make at such a young age. But, but it's, you know, it, I think it, it's truth. Like if you're, if you're out there, if you have kids, I mean, you really want to think about that, especially when, you know, your kids are just turning into adults. I mean, that these companies out there, especially credit card companies, you know, they, they want them to get into debt and build their credit and do all this. And sometimes those early decisions can really set you back a long time if you're not careful. So make sure you're working with your kids on some of this stuff. But Lindsay, take us back a little bit before you joined Roots and, and let us know, like, what were some of the things as an adult that you were struggling with the most that you think? And what ultimately led you to say, you know what, maybe I need to get some help with this stuff to to improve my finances. Yeah, so I can remember probably when I did get out on my own or even even when I lived at home with my mom, credit card companies would send you credit card pamphlets every single minute. Um, it wouldn't be unlike having a stack of credit cards, you know, hey, join us at this low, you know, whatever it may be. Um, you know, I was always kind of, at least I thought at that point, I was smart about it. Um, you know, I'd get a credit card and it'd have this high balance on it, or it would have this high, you know, amount on it. Um, and I would say, Oh, okay, great. You know, I have this amount of credit. I can you now spend this. Well, nobody taught me or like nobody said, Hey, you've got to eventually one day pay that off. Yeah. Like, that's, just, that's just not like a loan that just sits there. Um, so I think that was the part where, you know, I started living way outside of my means because, I always wanted to keep up with the Joneses and I always wanted to keep up with the next person. Somebody got something really cool. Um, marketing is amazing when you really think about it as far as buy it now. Um, a lot of times I would buy something very quickly and have a buyer's remorse. Um, and then I'd be stuck with it. You know, I would always get the next upgraded phone. I would always get, you know, whatever it may be that was out there that was the next greatest thing. And that was not uh, conducive to trying to even save or trying to um, you know, pay any of the bills because it just kept compounding. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I commend you for admitting that because I can't tell you how many people probably live in shame that they're too trying to keep up with the life that they can't afford. And I used to be one of those people and it, it took me a long time to actually admit that to like, not only to myself, but also to other people like, Hey, i I'm tried to keep up and, and tried to keep up with, you know, people who were also living outside their means. And it's no wonder why, you know, again, eight out of 10 people are living paycheck to paycheck right now. But I commend you because that's a, I think getting to that point where you're able to admit that to yourself, like this is a serious habit issue and behavior issue that I need to change. And I think, and you're about to share what you've been able to do over this past year and a lot of the great wins that you've had. But I think until you get to that point, I don't think you can really have the success, at least that you have had, um, because those things, those habits are going to drag you back down. They're going to they're going to put you back into debt because they're they're so strong. I mean, they really, really are. So ultimately, you heard you heard about roots. So what, what caused you to say because and, and you've mentioned this before, you had some hesitations about joining and, and it's OK if you want to talk about those, because I'm sure other people have had those, too. But, you know, it's it's kind of weird, like you can get help with your finances. You can actually 
you know, have someone coach you and assist you. You can join a community. It, we kind of call it the Weight Watchers program for your money, kind of, right? Um, but ultimately, you decided to join. What were some reasons, like, why were you like, okay, I need to do this? So I had met you at, I can't remember if it was like um, one of the PR shows that we had, and it was in Charlotte. And I remember coming up to you at the very tail end, and I'm like, you know, this guy is really smart about money. He said some really good things as far as, you know, but, but I'm not there yet. I'm not sold on this. Like, is this a gimmick? Is this another commercial? Is this just another, you know, blow some smoke kind of a deal? And so for me, I have to like really pick at things and figure it out. And one of the big things that I thought was, why am I going to spend money to get out of debt? Um, and that was the big piece of it. And so, you know, just talking with you through that and kind of figuring out, okay, listen, you know, if you don't have teeth in this, if you don't have some type of, I'm not going to waste this anymore. Um, you know, I'm not going to waste the money to be able to do that. So that's what I just kind of was like, you know what, let me take a leap of faith. I talked to some of the other sister consultants on my team that had gone through um, that, you know, it's funny because now they see the totals. They still see they're on your feed and see all those totals. And they're like, how do you do this? Like, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> It's fantastic. You know, like you don't think about it because you see it and you just go, wow, like that's a big amount of money when you really put it down on paper. And then it's also kind of a, um, a sad piece too, because you look back and you go, gosh, that's $35,000 that could be in my savings. Account. Yeah. <laughs> and then I look around the house and I go, what was $35,000 worth of whatever I spent, you know, that was, that made it that way. But, um, you know, and all, you can't look at it that way. You just have to kind of take a leap of faith and do it. Um, I haven't looked back since, like, you know, you know, I signed up for another year with Roots and yep. um, for me, it's been fantastic. It's the accountability. I think the, the big piece that I kind of grew into it was you come in, you're super nervous because you are on this live meetup with people you have no clue who are. <laughs> um, the only thing that you can kind of like go with it is to say, okay, these people are all in the same boat as I am. We're all nervous about this. Um, you know, maybe we don't have the same boat, you know, maybe it's bigger, smaller, maybe some of it thinking, maybe it's not. Um, but then you kind of gel with some of the people that are in there and you get really good people that are there that are there to cheer you on and to, um, you know, and you get Brad, I mean, you get you, yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's all a matter of perspective on how you look at it. I mean, like there's times where I'll reach out and that's what people don't understand is you're not just some guy like the Wizard of Oz sitting up in behind the screen and making things work. <laughs> right. so. Yeah, we tell people all the time, it's like, you know, I, I only serve Roots members and we really do. Like when we're not doing a podcast mm -hmm. and we're we're not doing live meetups or I'm not, you know, doing anything like on social media or anything like it's it's full on like support to our members and uh, taking budgeting questions and building emergency funds and overcoming, you know, challenges that you might be facing with debt or whatever it might be. We get questions all the time. And that's, that's strictly who, who we serve, but you're right. I mean, there are some people that are like that. It's like, you, you really get Brad as the coach and absolutely you do. Um, so mm -hmm. you've had some huge wins though. So going back though, and I know it was a little over a year ago and sometimes it might be a little bit hard to remember, like what were some of the, the big things, but I know people here are listening to this and they're like, Lindsay's here. She's, she paid off over $35,000 in one year. Like, what did you do to make that happen. So can you remember maybe in the first two to three months, like what were some of the, maybe some of the big kind of light bulb moments for you that really you feel made the biggest difference over this past year in helping you get to where you want to, where you, where you are today? Yeah. So, I, you know, that's a 
wonderful question because the biggest thing I think for me was because I always wanted to keep up with the Joneses was to say, stay, stop, wait for the 24 hour period. So instead of that impulse buy of looking at something, yeah, I might go look at it, but I put it in my shopping cart and then sit on it. And then I think about it and I go back and I say, do I really need that? Is that, you know, is that going to get me kind of like what your question is, is that going to get me where I want to be? And then I really think about it and go, that's not where it's not going to be worth it. Even if it was a $10 item, you know, I think about, okay, well, that $10 can be then put towards the credit card. And then when you do start getting to that direction of, okay, you know, you get in that mindset. I think it's the 21 days is what they say, like to keep in that mindset. And um, you know, so for me, it was like one of those, okay, first month and then second month. And then it was like, like somewhere probably in like six and seven months, you're just like, oh, this just kind of is boring. Like, why am I doing this? But you still continue to. Um, and I think the other big piece to it too is really just looking at what did you spend your money on? Um, what was your budget? Like, what was your food? What was, you know, I was known for going out to eat. I, you know, I'm a single person. So it was, it's harder to make one meal and split it up and then take it for lunches. Right. So when you look at that spend, I mean, just for me for a while there, it was almost $600 a month on just eating out. And it obviously I look like I ate out that much, but it's not good for you either. <laughs> so. Yeah. You, and you mentioned um, the, you, you mentioned about month six and seven, how it got a little boring and, mm-hmm. and you're right. We, we, and we talk about this on the show, like 95% of the stuff that we talk about here isn't the most fun things to do. Right. But it's the 5%. It's the it's the cool part. It's the less stress. It's how it benefits your life. That 5% makes it all totally worth it. But people will ask that question like, well, why do I have to be a part of the program for a year? And Lindsay, you you pointed it out exactly because at months four, five, six, and seven, when kind of the motivation runs out and you kind of just don't feel like it anymore, that's when the live meetups and that's when the community really kind of is the most important because they're going to keep you going. And that's what mm-hmm. most people lack is is really that support and that accountability. It's not that they don't know that they need a budget or they don't know they need to save more money or like you said, they they know they should stop keeping up with the Joneses, right? But But the reason why it's so easy not to do that is because most of the people around you aren't doing it. So you just kind of fall into what society's doing. And that's only going to keep you broke. And uh, that's why it's so important to surround yourself with uh, people that are like-minded and people who have similar goals as you and they're working towards those things. And and we see that. We'll start a new session in Roots and we'll have a whole brand new group of people come in. And it's like the whole group gets re-energized and everyone's ready to go for a new session. And and that's what it's all about. So uh, that's really, really uh, interesting that you point that out because we do talk about that on the show quite a bit. So now I know we mentioned 35000 but what are the exact numbers that you've saved and paid off since uh, joining in July of 2019? Uh, so for the exact amount saved was 2700 right around there. And then uh, $35,058.92 in September. Um, and if you ask me, I already have October's budgeted out. So I could tell you by the end of October, because they get paid monthly, um, October's will be 37,558. That is incredible. What do you think about when you see that number? Did you going back like maybe 14 months ago when you joined, would you even have thought that that kind of, of a result would have been possible? No, to be honest with you. And you know, it was funny because I got scared because there are a lot of couples that do join, you know, roots and, and you do, you know, emphasize that and you, know, you have teammates and so forth. And so you have these double incomes that are trying to pay down. And um, so that's scary. And, you know, in the sense of, 
here's just me. It's one income. It's only my income. And so what do I do in order to kind of keep myself going with this? What decisions am I going to have to make? But I think in some ways too, being single, it's easier. I don't have to deal with what are we going to spend on this? And are we going to do this? And you know, so it's, it's easy and it's hard in the same token, but um, you just got to keep going and you got to keep moving. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Talk a little bit about your um, your emergency fund. We talked about, you know, obviously paying down that kind of debt, but how, how nice has it been to be able to have an emergency fund over the past year, especially with everything that's happened with, you know, COVID and, and just day-to-day life emergencies that pop up. Can you can you talk a little bit about how stress relieving it's been to have that established and how that's helped you get to where you are? Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, to be honest with you, it's like, it's $1,000 in my mind, because that's what we kind of work with to start with, is $1,000 really going to cover everything that you really need. And, um, you know, it's funny. So like, there was, I can't remember what my first emergency was, and I had to pull some out of there. And, and, you know, it was one of those things like, oh, my goodness, I'm so glad that this was there. Because if I didn't, it would have gone back on a credit card. And, you know, once it goes on a credit card, it's like, okay, well, when is that even going to get paid off? Because I live within such paycheck to paycheck as most people do. Um, but now it, it's, it's so much easier for me because I have kind of that safety net that's there. Um, I don't try and touch it. I try and want to grow that money. Um, but also too, want to make the decision of like, I look at it and I go, okay, well, there's 2,700 in there. So should I take that 700 and pay it on something else? Or, you know, what should I do? And during this time, I just kind of wanted it to sit there because of COVID, not knowing what was going to happen, you know, with my job or anything like that. And I had been in that situation before. Um, I had been in an unemployment type of a situation. So that gets very scary. And so coming into this whole entire COVID of, you know, am I going to get laid off? Am I going to be furloughed? What, what's going to happen? Um, it was just that much easier. So like, even if I did, and I, we did go through a 10% pay cut during three months, I still had plenty there to be able to, and I could still cut 10% off you know, of my budget and even just kind of bring it back even further. So yeah. for me, it was, it's been unbelievable. And I didn't go through it with as much stress as what I thought I would have, um, especially from the, from the last time being laid off and then getting those nerves of like, okay, this is going to happen. If it's going to happen, it's going to happen, but I don't have that savings. And that's what made me work even harder to make sure that I do have that savings and want to push for that, you know, three to six months. And you know, in my book, it would probably be a year's worth of savings eventually. Yeah, um, right. Just to make sure yeah, <laughs> that yeah. I could stay afloat. Yeah, there's a lot of people that I've talked to that are that that's kind of a new savings goal for them is going to that six to twelve month range now, which is mm-hmm. which is really good. And we've I think I think everyone's found out how vulnerable your finances can be during this situation. There's there's no question. So, can you can you share a little bit about how mentally speaking, stress speaking? How things are different just 14 months later from when you started versus where you're at now? I mean, are you feeling more confident? Like, can you can you share a little bit about how you feel just just based on what you've been able to accomplish over the last 14 months? Yeah, I mean, you can definitely tell the confidence is there. Um, people see it. People come up to me and ask me, you know, um, a couple of times I had told one of my coworkers, I said, hey, I'm going to be on this podcast. I said, please hold all calls, you know. And so they kind of tease me a little bit. And she says, well, wait a minute. She's like, what are you doing? And then it's like, it's the ball starts rolling about, you know, what are you doing? And how about this? And then when you tell them a number and they go 35,000 and I said, yeah. And they're like, and I said, yeah. I said, you know, you always think about it and you go, I wish I would have started like 10 years ago (laughs) and then how much further I would be ahead. But, um, you know, it happens for a reason. And 
you know, so for me, the, the stress load is not there as much. Obviously, work in itself for me is enough of a stressor um, just because of what I do on a regular basis and how many people I have to maintain and carry. But, um, you know, for, for every day, like when I come back and I look at my finances, I, you know, I'm proud. Do I want to do more? Absolutely. Um, do I want to keep going? Absolutely. Um, you know, when I miss the, the meetings, you know, I think I've missed a couple meetings here and there just because of scheduling and so forth. And it's, it hurts. It hurts, you know, missing those meetings because it's, you know, regardless if I get something out of the meeting, at least I know I'm there with my fellow peers um, that are in the same, same arena as what I am. And we're all fighting for the same thing to be debt free um, and to cheer each other on for our wins. Yeah, that is that is so good. You're absolutely right. That's I mean, that's the point of why we do them. It's not always to teach more. It's it's really just to kind of okay, let's get back to what we're working on. What are our goals? Because you know, it's so easy just in day to day life, especially with everything that's going on in the world, to to have that drift happen. You know, one day of not doing your budget or following your budget turns into two, and then a week, and then a month, and it's like before you know it, you're right back to where you were. And, uh, you're, you're absolutely right. So can you share any, anything else? I know you mentioned some coworkers and stuff, but what, what did your, throughout this process, you mentioned you shared this a little bit with some, some friends, maybe some family, what were some of their feedback? Like what, what have they said to you about this? Have they had any pushback or just kind of strange looks or anything like that? Yeah. You know, so there are strange looks, you know, I do, you know, I'm not probably on the most popular list anymore because, um, a lot of my friends are single, so we do hang out and we don't, you know, tend to go out and it's, you know, it's not unlike them to call and say, Hey, let's go to dinner. And, um, you know, a couple of times this week it happened, you know, a couple of somebody said, Hey, let's go to dinner. Let's catch up. And I say, you know, I appreciate that. I have food here in the refrigerator, you know, it's not going to work for me, but you're more than welcome to stop by the house. Um, so it's different things like that, where people just kind of look at you and they go, well, why are you doing this? And, you know, almost like waiting for me to fall off the bandwagon because and I think that's horrible, but it's so true because it's like, you know, I went to a store the other day with a friend of mine and she goes, I brought you to the store. She's like, because then I wouldn't feel so bad about my purchases. Oh I'm like, no. What? I'm like, why would you say that? And I'm like, you know, I know what my budget is and I know where, you know, but um, you know, she's one of them that I'm like, you know, I want to target to say, Hey, you know, learn, learn what I'm doing and kind of get on the same path. And, um, but it's always kind of like that saying misery loves company. So if I'm going to spend money, I want you to spend money too. And yeah, you know, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think the thing that, you know, people need to keep in mind is that it's, it's temporary sacrifice. You know, eventually you're going to get to the point where you have very little debt or maybe even no debt at all, which would be awesome. And you are going to be able to say yes, a lot more than say other people are saying yes right now. And they're using debt to pay for some of that stuff. Um, mm -hmm. But people lose sight that this isn't like a forever thing. It's it's really about, okay, I've made some really bad decisions in the past and now I need to own up to those and, and I need to get myself back on track, pay off this debt. But once that's paid off, it's like, look, we're not about living like hermits for the rest of our lives. We want people to be able to have money to enjoy and do the things that they want to do, just not have to be a slave to it after they have payments for it all, right? So that's that's the overall goal. And so I think I think that's fantastic. But I'm glad you shared that because um there are some people that we deal with in roots and that we work with and and they they do experience that that pushback from friends and and then they're wondering like well, well am I the one that's wrong? It's like no if people think that you're weird for doing this, it means you're on the right track, right? Because the majority of people are living paycheck to paycheck right now. We want to kind of get away 
from that. So, Lindsay, if you could kind of go back to 14 months ago before you joined and, and you mentioned, you know, you were a little bit on the fence, had to do to some homework about, you know, what it is that we do here. What would knowing what you've done and been able to achieve and what you've experienced over the last 14 months, what would you say to the Lindsay back then? Say somebody's in the same boat that you were in. What would you say to them about what we're all talking about here and what we do here? Say to them, I probably would smack them upside the head. Um, <laughs> I mean, in all honesty, like I, I can't believe, you know, like it, it did take me a little bit because I think I probably saw you early in the springtime and it did take me a little bit to figure out. And, but I mean, also too, like the planning as far as like when the classes started. But uh, for me, it was a matter of um, really kind of looking back and going, gosh, if I had known what I had known, you know, 14 months prior to that, you know, I think about where I would be today now, you know, maybe it would have been 60, you know, maybe it would have been $70,000 that I had paid off at this point. Um, maybe I would be sitting here debt free at this point, who knows. But, um, you know, I think about it and I go, we all kind of have our own journeys and we got to jump at some point or not, uh, some point or another and have some faith, um, you know, put faith into it and just kind of go with it and see, you know, where does it lead you? Um, you know, if it's, if it's not for somebody, then, then it's not for somebody. But for me, it works and it works well. I mean, obviously you could tell by numbers, but um, I would just say do it. I mean, it's, it's one of those things. If you have doubts, come find me. I'll be glad to like push you into the class and, you know, smack you outside the head, whatever needs to happen. Awesome. Couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> such, such great advice. And, and seriously, sometimes you just got to do it. You just got to do it. And yeah, you're going to make mistakes. You're going to fail forward. But again, Lindsay, I think your story is proof that even on a single income and you can do this, you can really make it happen for yourself. And and even if debt freedom isn't your overall goal, you just want to get things cleaned up and you just want to feel less stressed, build an emergency fund savings. Man, this stuff just works. So Lindsay, thanks so much for joining us and hanging out with us here today and sharing your amazing story. Seriously, uh, over the last 14 months, it's been so much fun to have you in Roots and and not only have you in Roots, but also to be able to cheer you on because this is the best part about my job is actually being able to celebrate our members and and seeing their results and seeing the success and seeing them change over the period of time that they're in this program. And, and it's just been so much fun. Awesome. Thank you so much. I've had a blast being here. So I, uh, I get excited when it's Tuesdays. Great story. And if you are still interested in joining Roots, Roots Personal Finance is open until this Friday at midnight. Go ahead and click on the link. You can go to rootspersonalfinance.com to get all the information and to join not only Lindsay, but also hundreds of others who are working their way towards financial freedom. And thanks for hanging out with us here today. We love your feedback and it also helps us grow our podcast. So please leave us an honest review in Apple Podcasts. We read every single one of those. And as you know, the Debt-Free Dad podcast is here to help you live a happier and stress-free financial life. So if you know someone who could benefit from our show, please give us a share. We appreciate you. And we will see you on an upcoming episode of the show. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Debt-Free Dad podcast. For more free resources to kick debt and financial stress, head over to therealdebtfreedad.com.